Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, what is going on? We are back again. A few podcasts coming up, so pretty exciting to hit a few new guests coming in the next couple of weeks. We've got shows coming up um, for bodybuilding. Uh, this podcast today, I'm kind of looking at maybe hitting not only the comp prep, but more generalized people as well. Um, coming from the background of my lifestyle clients that I do probably actually have more lifestyle clients at this current time than comp prep. So it's kind of reaching out to those as well. And the major topic of this uh, this whole podcast is the diets. Like we've all done them from Atkins diet, keto diet. It's a funny thing for me. I go to an expo and I notice that every time I go to an expo, every year start talking to heaps of the population out there, everyone into fitness, everyone has a key topic that they're talking about that's something different. Um, First year I come, everyone was talking about Atkins diet, and then it went into intermittent fasting, keto. Um, Now it's gone from a very evidence-based study to vegan with the new Netflix documentary. And it always goes through phases, and it's kind of this kind of churning cycle of people that attempt to diet um, and try their best to stick to this one type of maybe club or one type of diet phase that they just end up sticking it to maybe six to eight weeks and then completely fail afterwards and then go back and put on the same kilos that they may have lost or if even worse go even like higher than they first originally were so that's a huge part of something that we've had to deal with and the fitness industry has been making money over that for hundreds of years from things like paleo bars getting into everyone was buying paleo bars at one point and now keto sticks were selling you don't even hear of paleo bars anymore so how do we get out of that for the generalized lifestyle type of person just living day to day you've tried four or five different types of diets and nothing works or they do work initially and then, what? well, you're kind of left in the dark after, say, like a gym's eight-week challenge or you've just picked up a quick PDF eight-week, four-week, six-week, 12-week challenge and now you're wondering, well, I'm kind of stuffed. And it kind of comes down to pretty much like there's no secret to it. In the end, nutrition has been overcomplicated. It's been deeply looked into, confused out, um, on the main fact that there is a lot of money in it these days. Uh, one of my number one goals for A, starting this podcast, and B, getting into the fitness industry, was to definitely help the obesity epidemic. And that's one of the number one things. How can something so simple be so complex? In the end, calorie deficit, calorie surplus is the the biggest thing, but is it really that easy? Um my whole my whole philosophy over fitness, over my nutrition plans, over the people I coached, I get them to 
into stage conditions to win Australian titles, world titles, pro cards, those type of things. And it's all based off all of that nutrition that in the end, it has to be sustainable. And even if you're not looking to compete, it's just keeping that everyday um, lifestyle of making sure that, yeah, you do stick to your, your kind of goals into your nutrition plans and things like that. So let's break this down. <clears throat> You're like, let's just put it for an example. Client comes to me, lifestyle client, um, maybe severely overweight, met, tried a couple of things and they've just come out of an eight-week plan where they may have lost two kilos they're eating about a thousand calories that they've tracked and they're not losing weight. What do we do? So initially, me as a coach, what exactly I'm going to do is try and get those calories up. Uh, base metabolic rate. We're going to start looking at that. We're going to try and raise those calories up because in the end, I'm straight away looking at sustainability. At a thousand calories, you're A, not going to be able to work out the best of your ability, the best of your quality. Um, B, your body at a thousand calories is not going to be in a crazy fat burning state. Um, it's going to be high cortisol, high stress um, environment. So straight away for me, my challenge is to go, okay, we're going to need to increase your calories um, as high as we can while not putting on a heap of weight, if not putting on much weight at all. So this is an example I've seen with my clients over and over and over again. And let's just use a female, for example, comes to me at that 1,000 calories. I actually put them on around 1,800 calories with the right types of foods. Um, and they drop two to three kilos in that first week of increasing those calories. So yeah, it's all and well good to say, yes, calorie deficit is the number one fat burner, but that's going on the other side as well. Okay, they haven't exactly changed their output, but time and time again, we're seeing them drop quite a lot of um, in their girths as well, showing around the waist, hips, um, and they're losing quite a mass amount at a high calorie range. So me as a coach, I like to work with my clients at a super high calorie range. Um, it's a bit different if you're very goal designed, you have to get on stage for this time, then you need to t take some other steps to get to that conditioning. But for an everyday lifestyle with a super low calorie, you're not gonna be able to sustain that for the super long period um, and it's not gonna be a lifestyle. So A, you're going to fall off the plan and it's not gonna be successful. So getting those calories up, getting them into a range that you're not starving and waiting for every single meal and thinking about um, other foods as well, craving sugars and those type of things. So this client comes to me, we'll try and get her calories up around the 1800 calorie mark. Um, this is just a bare example on how much they work out, all their output, things like that. Then what we'll try and do is raise their calories while losing weight. We could either do that with making sure we choose the right type of foods. Maybe it could be a different type of foods that there were eating a lot of different, maybe a high carbohydrate rate down at that 1,000 calories, um, making sure that their foods are full of volume and that we are increasingly adding calories and possibly increasing output or changing the way that they do train, that they're burning calories very differently to 
get your kind of metabolism, as I'm going to use that word, burning at a higher rate um, around the 1800. So we're at maybe 2000 and you might lose, be losing three to 400 grams per week. That's a super good sign because then what we can do is wait until you plateau out, which you will plateau out, and then, then you can slowly bring down the calories again. But the biggest thing which blows my mind with these 12-week plans, eight-week calorie um, plans is the they start them out on like 12, 1300 calories. So if you're starting at 13, 1400 calories and it's an eight-week plan, well, maybe you will have a major weight drop in the first two to three weeks, but then what? You're going to plateau out and your only choice is to what, go further down into a calorie deficit throughout the cut, throughout the challenge, um, which, yeah, definitely not sustainable. And, of course, afterwards when you go back to eating your normal lifestyle, well, you're going to completely blow out and rebound effect as well. So this is why my whole kind of philosophy throughout my whole fitness career and as a PT for the last nine, nine years now is of 100% like not giving a absolute shit about those nine week plans. As soon as I've seen them start to come in, um, looking at them, it's a fast act money grab for a lot of PTs and doing things like that. Um, I'm a huge advocate of changing your lifestyle for like making it a lifestyle, not a diet the whole time. And this is something that I am very passionate about, not only in lifestyle, but in comp prep as well. So in saying that is on the lifestyle side of it, it's like that That saying is you cannot go and go and eat pasta and you don't have to not go and enjoy a burger and have those weddings and go on holiday and enjoy those types of foods, but just not every day. That's just something that it's going to come down to. You have to have a bare knowledge of, okay, we've got this many calories we're going to spend. What can we best utilize for our body. Um, having a cheat meal once a week definitely doesn't kind of affect the overall package of what you're trying to do. Um, but when I do take on lifestyle clients, what we try and do is find a very midline of changing already your lifestyle of which you do know and just making subtle changes to swap a couple things out which you might not even notice that's going to make huge differences, such as not drinking your calories is my number one thing that I stick to, is swapping out anything that you're having, say like um, like full sugar Cokes and doing that and using sugar-free alternatives. Definitely a way to reduce those calories. Um, choosing different types of foods instead of if you're going to have those just because you're eating healthy like, I don't know, it's second, almost second nature for me. This is, it's a hard topic to actually for me to talk about because in the end, I've been living in a pretty fit household um, and I've been eating and living this way for the past nine, pr probably even further than that. This is what I was growing up on. So um, mixing things out and swapping like zucchini pastas instead of your normal p pastas and that's going to reduce the calorie rates. Um doing that for your everyday meal throughout the day that you're not having chicken and greens, chicken and greens, and it doesn't need to be no boring plan. You can mix things up all the time. 
Um, I have people even on comp prep, so they're getting on stage within a couple of weeks and making like burgers and having uh, zucchini pasta noodles. They're doing red curries with coconut rice instead of normal rice. And there's so many alternatives, especially these days. There is no excuse that there isn't because you can get things like slender noodles, slender rice, um, even Coles now pre-packages zucchini noodles and cauliflower rice. So you don't even have to cut it up. Um, that's how easy the, everything's kind of got now. So making those type of kitchen alternatives is definitely my biggest suggestion. Um, watching your calories at, making sure that they're pretty consistent throughout, that one day you're not miss a couple of meals, eat a thousand calories. The next day you start like, once you have that thousand calories, you're like, oh God, I'm so hungry. Then you go out and eat 2000 calories the next day because you started to binge on all these different foods because you're so hungry. Um, trying to avoid down snacking um, in different rages because your meals are full of volume and you are doing it. And in the end, when you are on a lifestyle prep, yeah, having then that cheat meal where you can go out on a date night or you can have something with the kids on the weekend and doing that kind of stuff as well is definitely necessarily. But pretty much the whole basis for me of this podcast is like you'll hear people talk about definitely calorie deficit and those type of things, but that's all well and good. Or you might hear about some, do keto, do carbohydrates, do this, do that, um, low carb, high carb, all of that kind of thing. But it's sustainability. 100% like coming down to it. If you're doing any type of diet and you're like, I can't consistently do this, that's number one for lifestyle is it's kind of, I'm so lucky I learned it so early that it's just, it, for me, it's second nature. I'm not going out craving other, other things. Um, I'm making sure that I do have those treats in that. For me, I'm a professional athlete, so I do have to take it one step above um, because my performance is everything to me. So it's keeping sustainable on throughout the whole whole year. It's not a New Year's resolution type of thing. It's definitely not just doing it one one week on, then sending it throughout the week. Um, and then just having a basic knowledge of definitely, yeah, I keep saying it, tracking your calories. That's going to give you your own education that you see, shit, I know how much calories are in this. This is better than this. Or making those right choices throughout all of your days and making sure that your goals are going to be sustainable on, you, you have more control. Like the bit best, there's an analogy that goes out there that it's like, um, you have, if you ju just get into your car and start driving without any directions, you're going to be driving around for hours. You're never going to get to your destination. So the number one thing is to make sure you have a map, have a plan, work out which way you're going. And that's number one is understanding calories, making sure that you know exactly what your body does when it is at high, that you are eating enough for the best performance in the gym and doing things like that. So that's a little dive into deeper. Um, I'm going to hit a few of these single podcasts out. We've got a few interviews coming up. I'm just going to do like little quick hit facts of things that I do see, questions I do get asked. I'm throwing up podcast ideas on my Instagram story consistently, and I'm just going to touch on those subjects because a lot of these things I have touched on, if it being with my Able Fit crew, if it has been, um, which I wish I recorded years ago and it would just save me repeating myself over and over again. So now I can just send people this podcast. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Keep it chilled into the next one.